Good afternoon. This is Jim Colburn of Commodity Research Group. I'm with Andy LeBeau, also of Commodity Research Group, and we're here to talk about energy markets. To learn more about us, you can check out our website, commodityresearchgroup.com, where we post our podcasts and blog. We would like to thank our friends at EKT Interactive Oil and Gas Training for hosting this podcast. Check out their newsletters, podcasts, and learning modules at ektinteractive.com. This podcast should be construed as market commentary, merely observing economic, political, and market conditions, and is not intended to refer to or endorse any particular trading system strategy or recommendation. You're not responsible for any trading decisions taken by anyone. Information is not guaranteed to be accurate. This is not an offer to buy or sell any derivatives. And today is May 11th. Andy, we've, um, we've got two reports out today, the monthly uh, EIA and the OPEC report, and both of them start off uh, mentioning uh, basically heightened levels of uncertainty. And before we get into those, um, let's just, uh, uh, why don't we give us your take on what's going on with the uh, Colonial Pipeline? Well, that was a, uh, that was, that was a little bit of a, or a big surprise, I thought, Jim, you know, you, you would think that the uh, oil industry or the natural gas industry or midstream transportation would, would be all sewed up and, uh, you know, you would have their defenses up against uh, this ransomware. And uh, it turns out that, that, that they didn't. Luckily, it doesn't look as if this is going to be uh, longer term. Uh, Colonial is talking about coming up uh, at the end of the week, but we're already seeing some stockouts in the, in the Southeast and um, drivers are, are lining up at, the, at uh, the retail stations. And they're probably, you know, there are retail stations that are out. This is, again, this isn't going to be a longer, t- a long-term, you know, long-term deal. But, you know, had, had it lasted another uh, week or so uh, going into the, in the driving season now, you know, that, that could have been, it uh, could have been really serious. So thankfully it, uh, thankfully it, it doesn't look like it's going to be. You know, t- taking a broader view, I-, I think this was a, uh, I think this was a wake-up call for the industry, and certainly, no doubt, Jim, that on at the Monday morning meetings around the boardrooms of uh, not only the oil industry but probably every industry, what do you think the first topic that they were discussing, you know, around <laughs> for, yeah. for the week and the month, and uh, you know, I'm sure. Every CEO uh, started the meeting off with, "Where are we on cybersecurity?" Exactly. And, right. Yeah. And yeah, and certainly, you know, I, th- I think now, you know, if they weren't already buttoned up, they're they're going, and they prove that they weren't. You know, they'll, they'll probably this is going to be a big initiative for uh, for industry to uh, make sure that make sure they're buttoned up. Um, so. You know, it, it, in a way, uh, this was a, this was a, a low, a, a lower cost wake up call because it, it could have been way more serious than, than what it was. Yeah, you know, like uh, any uh, panic trader, I ran out and filled up my cars with gasoline, and um, I'm I'm in New York, so it's it, we we haven't felt it at all. But um, even the markets, uh, Andy, the, the I mean, the gasoline and uh, diesel contracts. Um, 
you know, it's delivery in New York Harbor, but they didn't really, they, they jumped up and then they came right back down. What's your take on that? Yeah, because in New York, we were, or, you know, up here in the, at least in the, in the Northeast and the New York Harbor and uh, Boston, Philadelphia, you know, we can be resupplied by, uh, we can be resupplied by Europe fairly easily. And uh, the Biden administration did loosen some truck and, and, you know, some, some water restrictions, some marine restrictions. Of course, Jim, you know what what was not suspended, and that was the Jones Act. Yeah, um, yeah, that is, uh, you know, that really takes. I guess that just takes an outright catastrophe to be uh, to be suspended. But you know, it, it getting it, along the southeast uh, in the Carolinas and in Virginia and uh inland tennessee georgia it's not so easy to be resupplied you know the colonial is it so um which is where you know some some terminals and and definitely some retail stations ran out of ran out of gasoline because like you uh many drivers were were lining up yeah at my gas station the guy was saying hey you want some more you know, <laughs> yeah. How much do you want? Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, nothing really going on. Like, but it's something. I, I guess they said maybe this weekend we'll have it uh, up and running. So we'll see if they uh, uh, can make good on that. Um, like you said, we'll get the. I, I guess uh, some of the airlines are adding stops to to, uh, to gas up. But uh, it sounds like the stories I used to hear about uh, flying in, in Nigeria where the pilots from. London didn't want to take too much weight because they weren't sure they were going to have enough jet fuel to get back out. So maybe that's uh, <laughs> going on in the U.S. now. But let's let's start talking about these reports and and the significant uh, uncertainties mentioned in the OPEC report, heightened levels of uncertainty in the EIA, and um, they're talking about the uh, again we're still talking about COVID and the world trying to come back. And um, let's talk about India. I guess we could start there. There are huge uh, increases in infections and deaths in India. Lockdowns, maybe. What what what's going on in there? Well, the um, you know certain obviously there's a tragedy that's uh, unfolded there, and certain certain populous states have uh, in India have imposed lockdowns. The, the national government, however, e- even though it's under enormous pressure to do so, has has not. And um, you know, if if they were, we'd probably lose about another uh, seven fifty to a million barrels a day of demand. Right now, uh, I think that Indian demand is is probably off because of this. Um, really, what began in in April. Because the, the March numbers, Jim, were, were good for petroleum consumption. Yeah. Uh, the OPEC said they were up they were up seven percent in uh, they were up seven percent in March. The April numbers are going to be uh, we think they're going to be down you know three to four hundred thousand barrels a day. And as they said, uh, you can add up to up to a million barrels a day if there's a uh, you know if there's a national lockdown. And uh, you know that's a that's a huge number. And, uh, you know, the market is obviously really worried about that and worried about continuing spread 
into South, Latin America's had problems, South America, Asia, and in Japan. So we're we're you know we're not out of the woods yet by by any means. You know at least you know at least in the emerging markets, and uh, Japan obviously is a developed market. So you know that that's where the uncertainty is. Is right. this going to is this going to spread? You know how then again where uh, you know where the Modi government goes in uh, goes in India. I think they're doing everything they can not to not to impose a national lockdown right. because last year that really you know that devastated their uh, their economy and and it, in tandem devastated the, the petroleum demand. Yes, and and we we see this in the U.S. as uh, you get this fatigue and people don't want to go back to the lockdown. Right. It, it, right. It just, it, right. It, it, lots of people don't want to do that. So. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so that so that you know that, that that's clearly a, a you know I think on the demand side that that's probably the you know the big uncertainty that there you know COVID still is, is a big uncertainty and um, you know we we've seen on, on these reports. And some other estimates, a, a huge increase for second half of uh, 2021, and that's the you know that, that's the whole bearish argument, uh, bull, excuse me, bullish argument. You know, is is this big um, you know this big boom in um, you know in, in demand? Right, right, yeah. Uh, and what about uh, overall in Europe? It looks like uh, they've had surges, but maybe they're getting more under control now. Yeah. The, the lockdowns are uh, beginning to ease, uh, are beginning to, to end in, in some countries. They're lifting a lot of the travel bans, which, which should help jet fuel demand, should help diesel demand. Well, diesel demand has been pretty strong right throughout, uh, but it, it, it should help gasoline and, and diesel demand uh, as Europe, you know, more, more cars use diesel than, uh, mm-hmm. than gasoline in Europe. So it, it, it should it should help diesel demand. And um, in the U.S., in the U.S., um, you know, we've 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 done a good job. You know, I think yeah. the government has really done a great job on vaccinations. Where you know we haven't finished the job, but you know, I I think um, you know our government's done very well. And uh, obviously, the more people vaccinated. The, the better chance for growth in, in petroleum demand. And we have the stimulus money and we have job creation. So, you know, I, I think U.S. demand is going to, you know, we, we should see a healthy growth in, uh, in U.S. demand over the, uh, you know, through the balance of, of this, this quarter and, and into the second half. So um, the... The we had a week. Uh, well, depends how you looked in the jobs number. I guess uh, Janet Yellen said it wasn't as weak as it looked because uh, part timers were getting more hours, and that kind of filled the demand. Some of the demand and that, that uh, employers had. There's a Jolts report that came out today's uh, uh, job survey that showed we have, we're at record uh, job openings. Can we really get a? So I, I keep I keep thinking of gasoline demand as this pent up uh, demand from people who are going to go on driving vacations once their kids are done with school this year. And I think over the time you've said 
you know, you know, you really want to see people go back to work. Um, that's where a lot of the gas demand comes from. And what's, what are you, what are you looking at? Well, the, uh, and, and that's true. The, the biggest, uh, um, consumption of uh, on highway for gasoline is, is, uh, commuting. Certainly the, um, you know, the, the summer driving is a seasonality and it, 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 that's adding, you know, that's adding four or five, 600,000 barrels a day to a demand, but you want to see these, you want to see more and more jobs created. And, uh, even though the, you know, the last number was really disappointing, you know, it, it seems as though it, it seems we're in a growth pattern. And uh, that that's certainly going to uh, contribute to to gasoline demand recovering. Now, it, it's interesting that the, the April gasoline demand was pretty good. It was like 8.9 million barrels a day. The government in this in this short-term energy outlook, Jim. Yep. The government is saying that that third quarter demand they think is only going to be. 9.0 million barrels a day, or you know, not any higher than where uh, April is. And I can't believe that. Yeah, that's... you know, I think they're way under. Yeah, uh, I th- I think people are gonna are gonna travel by car. You know, you and by plane. You know, jet fuel demand too. The if you look at, you know, some of this bookings data, bookings for second half for third quarter are really are pretty strong. So you know, jet should jet should grow. Uh, and incidentally, they only have jet fuel. They have jet fuel unchanged. Oh, I'm sorry, jet fuel up 150 from third quarter to second quarter. But gasoline, I, I think that's way too low. I think they, you know, they could be a half million barrels a day off on that one. Yeah, they they underestimated uh, March and and April gas demand, I believe. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah so yeah. so they're playing a little catch up, and and maybe I I agree. I think that I think we're going to see a. I think gas demand is going to surprise a lot of people going forward, but um, we'll see how. Well, that... some people are thinking that you know we're going to be at least in the third quarter we could be at, at 2019 numbers. I think we're going to be below 2019 numbers, but may, you know maybe not. Maybe maybe on gasoline, maybe not so much on uh, like jet jet fuel keeps everything, and maybe maybe diesel. Kind of. Right, right. Well, jet. I think you still have, you know, jet. Jet. There's still issues with business travel and international travel. Um, so I, I think that's that. That has ways to go. Yeah, you. you we in one of our conversations, Andy, you referred to um, a. I think it was a Wall Street Journal interview with uh, Jimmy Diamond, and he and he was talking about being in California. And uh, may, maybe suggesting that maybe some business was lost because they weren't out there visiting their clients face to face, right? You, you hear a story right. like that. That's got to go. That's got to sort of resonate. And as soon as people are vaxxed up, I think you got to see them flying around. You know, it, but the, but you're, you're right. The international travel may be uh, diminished for a while. And, for a while. Yeah. And, and I guess it'll be, you know, be interesting. You know, I'm sure everybody wants to go see their clients. Yeah. Right. You, you and I were in the, you yeah. know, we're in the client business and, uh, you know, yeah. you, you want to see your clients and, uh, and I'm sure there'll be a surge, you know, to get out and uh, to get out and see them. Yeah. I always, we I always felt, uh, I, I hated going, but loved having gone. Right, right. <laughs> you know, those, those trips right. Were well, fun. I, I think, yeah, 
it's just just organizing it was the was the headache and then but getting there and visiting the people and you loved loved doing it so yeah i mean you you can't eat and have a drink with zoom you know you could both you know it's, yeah. it's not you know it's not like being face to face and sharing a meal or making yeah. a face to face presentation or uh you know that's how that's how the relationships grow and i'm sure you know people are going to get out so maybe jet fuel demand will be stronger than what we think and yeah you know in the third and fourth quarter the key is you know what is that surge after that surge then what happens right you now or is that going to continue i i suspect you know the, the zoom is still going to have a place and people may or may you know may not probably may not travel quite as much so andy i, w- I want to talk about um opec production obviously but um let's let's talk about us first uh it, what are, are there signs of discipline? You know, we're coming off that February crazy weather uh, decline in U.S. Right, production, but right. is it bounced back? What what is what is the the DOE seeing, and what do you, what are you thinking on that? Well, it's certainly bounced back from February. I mean, that was a, that was a one off event, and uh, the last weeklies, I think we've got uh, U.S. production at around ten point nine. And the, the uh, EIA, the short-term energy outlook is looking for second quarter at around 11 and third quarter 11.1. And then we jump up in fourth quarter to 11.3. Uh, I, think, I think it could be a little higher than that, Jim. Yeah. Uh, not a lot, but I think it could be a, a, a little bit higher. I think some of the bigger companies are um, you know, trying to use, use discipline uh, Scott Sheffield of uh, Pioneer was was recently quoted, or he gave an interview where you know he he said that he was a little worried about some of the private companies not exercising any discipline. Yeah, um, and as a result, you know th- that some of this, um, you know, s- some of what he thought needed to be accomplished, which was uh, returning, which was giving some returns to the shareholders. Right. Uh, you know, that, that, that uh, some of the private companies were uh, threatening that. Um, and if you look at the, you know, you look at the rig count, it's um, just about doubled from last year's lows. Uh, ducks are coming down, uh, drilled but uncompleted wells. So I, I, I think that it's going to be a little higher than what the EIA says, not that much higher. But then as we get into the, from the fourth, uh, um, next year, they're looking at uh, 11.7 in the first half. Mm -hmm. uh, And then 12.1 in the second half. So that's, you know, that's pretty big growth from where, from where we are now. And that's, that's probably on the, the, uh, not the anticipation, the reality of lower, of higher prices. Right. Right. Yeah. And um, OPEC now they're, I think they produced uh, like 25, one in April. Right. And they're for the year, the call is around 27, seven. Can you just take us through that? Yeah. The, um, That's the OPEC report. Yeah. The, the um, OPEC report, has you know, OPEC, the, on the OPEC report, the, again, they're looking at the second half of the call on OPEC crude at 
let's say 28.6, 28.7, that's 28.6, 28.7, and they're producing 25.1 right now. Now they, they have OPEC, they have production up to, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to grow monthly by um, around 600,000 barrels a day between OPEC, you know, so some of the OPEC plus and the, uh, and the Saudis. Uh, OPEC plus said they thought that OPEC production was going to be around 27 million barrels a day in the second half, Jim, which still leaves a pretty big drawdown for second half if OPEC production does rise to 27 million barrels a day. You know, you're looking based on their call, you know, you're looking at 1.3 and then, you know, almost 2 million barrels a day draw in the second half. So in, rea- in theory, or maybe we'll see what happens, but, you know, the, the OPEC, could, OPEC plus could increase production more in the second half. And I mean, do you, do you think they'll maintain their discipline? We, we talk about their, their meeting once, once a month now, June 1st is the next meeting. You think everybody's all in on you sort of like yeah letting it yeah like except for, dribble ex- out but. right except for Iran uh, <laughs> <laughs> who isn't part of the deal right so they they you know again they could produce whatever they want but obviously there are sanctions involved now Iran's pretty interesting because their production's up around four hundred thousand barrels a day from uh, from last quarter. And that is because of Chinese demand for their for their crude. I, I don't think it'll be. I think in May it'll be down because I, I, the Chinese demand has, has softened in uh, April and May. So, you know, Iran, Iran's an interest. Obviously, we'll be talking about Iran a lot coming yeah. up here with the with the JCPOA uh, negotiations so, um, underway. But yeah, um, I mean, but but getting the except for Iran. Yeah, you know we've said this. We've said this for, you know, since since the Saudis and Russians got together to end the price war last year. You know, we've said they've done a really good job of uh, maintaining their maintaining their discipline. Yeah, and um, so, but you're looking for so so you're a little more bullish on the outlook later in the year than you are, say, right now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I as I as am. the year unfolds, as the as the year unfolds. I mean, I you know, I, yeah, I'm I'm I am worried about uh, about uh, Indian demand. You know, if they, if they can if they can avoid a national lockdown, you know, may, maybe we'll you know maybe we'll get by with with only you know three to five hundred thousand barrels a day of uh, of losses. Um, you know, and can get through this can get through this quarter unscathed. But we'll, you know, we'll we'll see. Something that we'll be uh, watching closely is uh, India and all the other th- all the other things you mentioned. It's he's like looking in uh, one of those old toy uh, kaleidoscopes, and everything's moving around at the same time. So, but yet, uh, but right? yet, yet, the market's been relatively uh, stable, right? Please, I mean, it's the the um, EIA mentioned that Brent is was sixty five dollars average in April, same as March. Right. And they expect $65 in second quarter. That it, it doesn't give me the confidence to go out and sell a bunch of $65 straddles. But they this market has moved sideways. And uh, if I can in, 
uh, introduce a little option chat in here. The, the June um, at the money settled at 32.8 vol yesterday. And that's, that's kind of like, you know, long-term average. We're right around that long-term average of 33. July is 34.7. And then Deese is 34.1. So there's a little, you know, it's, it's like a little bit of a, um, a contango uh, market. And, and that's, that happens when the market says there's nothing going on now, but, you know, maybe down the road, we don't want to get too crazy selling options. And also the, uh, the actual volatility, the historical, I think it was about, it was about nine points under uh, June, which, which happens. I mean, it, that, that stuff flips and flops and, and it's not, they're, they're measuring two different things. One's looking at the past historical and one's looking at the future, uh, but maybe they're, you know, they're kind of related, I guess. Uh, so that's, a, that's, so vows probably would, if we didn't have last year, where short option players got whacked, uh, vols probably be lower than they are now. But the volume's really light, Andy. Uh, April volume was like 90,000 lots. And, and um, you know, that reflects that the market really hasn't been moving that much. Year to date, it's about 113. So the whole year has been kind of a, a relatively quiet in options world. But the activity... When you look at the most open interest in this in this option world, I'm talking WTI now. The number one uh, strike continues to be that Dece 100 call in 2022, <laughs> 59,000. Remember we talked about that big buyer back there, right? Right. Number two open interest on the board is is the Dece 70 call in 2021 with about 33,000, and then go back to the Dece 2022, the 98 call is 29,000. The most open interest on puts is the Dece 50 put of 2021, which is only 21,000, and the June 50 put of 2021, which is 20,680. Now, those could have been put on a long time ago, but it just, you know, it seems like it's light volume, but the, the activity, the action seems to be on the call side and going, you know, going out, not, not today. So, that's kind of what, you know, if you look at um, maybe production discipline and, you know, a huge increase in demand as the year unfolds, maybe that's what those folks are trying to pick up on that, you know, it's, it's not happening right away. And they're giving a lot of cushion for uh, India to get out of its, uh, you know, its funk right now. And they're saying down, you know, the D70 call owner doesn't have doesn't have far to go and he's got a lot, a lot of time left. So, you know, does it kind of make, make a little sense, I guess. I'm not, I don't know about the Dece 2200 call, but um, I think they bought it at 15 cents. It's settled around 22 cents. Well, as, as we know, right. That could be, oh, no, it, play, right? yeah, it could be golden. Was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could exactly. be golden. Who knows? Exactly. Yeah. Who, well, who you know, knows? so Jim, there, that, that was the June 50 put. You, you were saying that June yeah June 2021 50 puts it's got twenty thousand open interest. All right, so that doesn't have more to go. And the D's fifty puts got twenty one thousand, and so you know I I thought if you looked at the D's, I think a couple of uh, I think I was talking about the D sixty put you could buy for a couple of dollars. I, I think it was in our last uh, maybe a month ago or so. I thought maybe uh, oil producers would load up on that and um, start producing more, but. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. 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 So that, but that 50 put that, so that's going to expire. And uh, yeah, if, 
if that expires in the money, something awful would have happened to our world economy. Yeah, so, right, right. You said that last, uh, in our last podcast a month ago, you said you didn't see the market going below 50. And you said you could see it going up to 70. And it kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. been a, that was a really uh, good call last month. I, I, I think the, um, yeah, I mean, the market does, you know, it is exhibiting a, a range bound, despite all the uncertainty, you know, we, we seem to be, be just trading in a, you know, trading in a range. And, yeah. Um, and we did a couple of weeks ago, I posted in our blog, uh, um, July 80, uh, July, was it the, what was it? The July, July 80 call, right? Yeah. Sorry. July 80 calls were, were bought and, you know, it was like a, a bunch of them over, over 10,000, which is a big number these days. You just don't see options trading over 10,000 contracts, you know, on a regular basis. It just doesn't happen anymore. So, well, um, you know, it's possible. I mean, there's obviously a lot of bullish enthusiasm on commodities and uh you know copper went yep. copper went to the moon and uh i think a lot of the spec flow has been uh you know these melt up come on not melt down but melt up like copper's yeah. <laughs> like copper's doing right and um you know certainly where you know petroleum can be looked at i guess not by us but by <laughs> you know by others as a as a financial asset um, yeah but you i think you always uh, talked about you can't, sometimes you just can't look at the year to year comparisons and think about last April where we were in price. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And now it looks, that's for sure. That looks like a super cycle. <laughs> right. That, that looks like a super cycle. But yeah, I'm not, I, I, but, um, and, and the other difference in petroleum is we have plenty of spare capacity. You know, some of these other, um, I think there's, there's obviously much less in, uh, right. in copper than, right. in, uh, than, in, than in petroleum. But I guess the point I'm making is that, you know, we, we get these spasms of uh, uh, cycle buying or inflation buying or uh, what, what, you know, whatever you want to call it, the reflation right. trade. I, I don't know. But yeah, maybe and that July 80, 80 call was part of it. And, the, and there's certainly a lot of competition for the, uh, the speculator's dollar. Yeah. When you think about cryptocurrencies. You think about cop the copper story is just even though it's run up it's you know it's it's still very bullish there's, there's plenty of demand no supply every I keep hearing that right and, and you know there there's where 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 are you going to put your speculative dollar you know it's, it's there, you you could go in a lot of directions on that so right right so what let's talk about prices going forward you're you know, we're in the mid mid 60s, say, what are we at 64 WTI today handle? And um, let's let's give us a couple of months out. What do you, what do you think is going to happen with uh, price of crude? Are we staying in this area? I, I think we are, Jim, much as I hate to say it. You know, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think 60 to 70 is out of the question for, uh, you know, for, for WTI. You know, I, I do think on on the bullish side. You know, as we've been saying, it, it does look, you know, the second half balances look pretty bullish, but that, that can look, they look bullish, um, right. but that certainly can change depending on where uh, OPEC goes, uh, U.S. production, 
you know, where we are on, on demand, you know, does it come in as strong as, as some people, as some pe people think. So that, so that looks bullish near term, as I mentioned, uh, I'm a little bit bearish, but one, one, certainly one bullish, one very bullish uh, development for WTI is in the near term is the crude runs are, are going to have to go up, uh, right. you know, as demand grows. So, you know, we, we think their crude runs could be up for a million barrels a day over the next couple of months. So we're going to have to import more, or export less to keep it balanced. And we're not, I think stocks are going to draw for uh, WTI over the, the next couple of months. So that, that's going to keep things, you know, from coming, I think from coming off pretty hard. And, you know, so I, I think 60, 70 later in the year, can, can it get into the seventies? Yeah, I think, I think it could. Mm. Could it get up to 80? This good, nah, not, I don't, I don't know. You know, that's I uh know. I don't know. Yeah, you're getting uh, your your nose is bleeding up there, Andy. Yeah, yeah, definitely you know. your nose is your nose yeah. is bleeding. That's but do, do you see a scenario where we can get start going after the fifty put in the second half of the year? Well, the scenario would have to be that OPEC OPEC plus decides to pr provide even more barrels than what they they've planned for what they they said they're going to do mm -hmm. uh so and demand comes in you know demand comes in really soft uh and certainly uh that covid remains a remains a problem in the sec in the uh in the second half yeah, so you know that it, that it spreads that these variants spread and you know the vaccines aren't effective um a year out that would be bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for all of us. I know. No. Right. Yeah. I mean, do you see any? Do you, do you see fifty isn't in play, Jim? Yeah, I, you know what? You never see it. But I, I'm thinking that buying that put is the contrarian play. Right. Right. You right. Know, if you had the, if, you, if this is a puzzle and you say solve for the contrarian right idea, that would be it. I think. Right. But, yeah. Uh, uh, listen, I can't. You can never, as we've said so many times on these podcasts, you could never say never. No, you never say never. But, but it, it just seems like. Uh, have you heard anybody uh, give a bearish scenario for crude going forward? No, and that's what that's bearish in it itself, obviously. Yeah. You know every. And I remember. Um, I think it, it was either in eighteen or nineteen when the fourth quarter looked so so bullish we were all like pulled out of our minds and um you know the market just came to, it yep. didn't happen right the fourth quarter ended up being soft yep yeah and that took a lot of people out so i, I think that's a really good point jim yeah so that, we'll that, that the uh what they used to call that is it was that what it was called a contrarian index Remember i'm the sure index that, yeah. used to can't come out yeah then everybody became a contrarian. So then, what do you call it? Contras, contra contrarian. <laughs> it's like it's like a double mutant virus. <laughs> right. uh, okay. Any what, what did we miss, Andy? Anything you want to wrap us up with? No, I think I think we covered. I think we covered a lot of ground. You know, Just, we are. We're coming. You know, we're coming into the. Uh, we're coming into the driving season, so we'll we'll be watching. You know, I think the market will be, and it has been. Believe me, it has been watching these weekly gasoline numbers. You know, the demand numbers. I think I think that's like the, 
you know, that that's the number one focus in, in the market and jet fuel too, you know, yeah. watching these weekly apparent disappearance numbers and the U.S. production numbers. But, um, you know, these weeklies are, are going to become increasingly important. I've been watching the um, New York City turnstile numbers, and it's almost like a confirmation that New York is coming back because it bounced off the lows and it was chopping sideways for a while. And then the last couple of weeks, it broke out to the upside. So I wouldn't say New York is back. And I don't, I don't think New York's coming back for a while, but it's much livelier than it was. Well, the offices, a lot of the banks are calling their, their workers back in, yeah. you know, in June and July. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of these banks are saying, you know, we were all talking about the hybrid and maybe they'll work three days a week from New York and two from home. And it's not that, Jim. It's like you get to work, get in the office, no hybrid. Right, right. So I'll leave you with this final question. Would you rather be trying to figure out, count oil barrels, figure out what OPEC's going to do, what demand is, or try to predict non-farm payroll employment? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do these weekly EIA estimates, and you know they're, they're published uh, along uh, part of the survey. Uh, they're hard to do. Of course. They're, they're, they're really hard to do. So, uh, you know, I've missed, I've missed big time not quite as big time as some of these big time economists missed for the not farm <laughs> payrolls, but it is. I love their enthusiasm each month when they lay out their numbers on the, on the, you know, the financial news. It's, it's very optimistic that they may actually be in the ballpark this time. It's yeah. not easy as we know. I'm not, no, it's, it's really, it's really not easy. And not as easy. you know, Jim, of course. you know, I get, I get so excited when I hit it, you know, when I finally get it right. <laughs> right. Yes. And, and, you, and you do a better job than most. I try. Okay. Anything else? We're good, yeah. right? Uh, if you have any questions about the podcast or, or want to get a hold of us, you can reach me at alebow, A-L-E-B-O-W, at commodityresearchgroup.com. We have a uh, website that Jim posts just you know, often it's, it's pretty, it's, it's always interesting stuff, commodityresearchgroup.com. And you could reach Jim. Yeah. The best place is uh, to look me up on LinkedIn. I think that's where I, I, um, I'll take like a greatest hits of stuff that I've posted on our blog and, and try to put something up once a week and actually get a, uh, quite a bit of, uh, chat going with that um mainly not in the comment section but with you know one-on-one -on -one stuff so um please reach out and uh i i pretty much accept everybody as a connection so yeah uh, and i'm on linkedin as well Terrific. so uh yeah okay andy we'll talk All to right, you Jim. talk to you next month we'll see you next month okay